Welcome to the Church on the Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Uh, can we say Happy Ash Wednesday, Corey? Or that's probably not the right greeting. Is there an official greeting? May the ash be with you? Or um, <laughs> uh, it is Ash Wednesday. Hey, nice ash. Oh wow, Tim. Yeah. Wow, he's it's, pointing it's at my nice, forehead. Yeah. yeah, you gave me this ash that's on my forehead, and maybe this is some of the ash that you were crushing yesterday in our Ash Wednesday making, our ash making video that we uh, posted on Facebook. Uh, it's on our church page and been shared by others. If you want to check it out, uh, we talk about the meaning of Ash Wednesday, which right, is today. Yeah. If you're listening to this when it was posted, you might be listening in the future, uh, and. And we talk about the meaning of Ash Wednesday, the meaning of Lent, and talk about why we use the palm branches from Palm Sunday and burn them and make ash. Um, And yeah, today's the day we get to mark people's foreheads with ashes to remind them that they're going to (laughs) die. And so we... There's a little more to it than that, right? (laughs) Well, a little bit. But you know, at the core... uh, We're we're marking people with a reminder of their mortality, and which is... um, uh, you'd like to say imposition, yeah. which I like. It's an imposition. It's a. It tells us um, that we are are mortal creatures and in and in need of God's breath of life to live and yeah. in need of Christ's death and His resurrection to live again. Yeah. So one of my uh, yeah uh, one of my favorite. Um, for, you know, I did. I led the service this morning down at the Holy Trinity yeah. Chapel. And one of my favorite phrases in the the really brief service we have is that um, the ashes remind us that in life and in death, we belong to God. Yes. And um, I just really like that that language and and that kind of way of encapsulating part of what ash We are dust and about. we are his dust. That's right. And if we have life, it's because his breath of life is in us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for the service this morning, and I'm glad that uh, folks, there was folks that got to come out and attend, even though the, the parking's not ideal with the snow berms we have still, know, it's ridiculous. Uh, but, but people made their way, some people hiked into the church, and I don't know if there were any cross-country skiers or snowshoers, but people made their way, uh, yeah, kids and yeah. adults, and thanks for doing that. Um, we'll do it again uh, next year, too, but uh, yeah. uh, so we, we're in the season of Lent. Um, it's a 40-day season because we don't count the six Sabbaths in the season of right. Lent. It's actually 46 days, but it's a season of 40 every, days. Every Sabbath is a mini Easter celebration. A in a sense, resurrection yes, celebration. Yes. A reminder so that Christ is, is still away. alive and yeah. not just dead in the grave. Right. Um, and But we've started the journey of Lent today, and we're going to have Lent soup suppers on uh, upcoming Wednesdays throughout... Um, Gosh, into April because yeah. Easter is what April twenty first. Yep. So uh, April seventeenth is, is the last, last Wednesday. So each Wednesday we gather at six o'clock. If you can't get there right at six, it's no big deal. In fact, um, in between six and six thirty, you can arrive and eat. Our testimonies will start right after six thirty. Testimony is a Christian word for people yeah. telling a story about how God has worked in their life, and we're our 
our stories are going to be, uh, we're calling them more than a fish story. Is that what we're calling them? More than, more a, than fish, a fish tale. More than more a fish than tale. Fish, yeah. Uh, and tale in the sense of story, not... Yes, T-A-L-E, not T-A-L-E. T-A-L-E-I-L. And we're going to have people, uh, youth and adults, who are sharing how God um, rescued them and sent them on the direction he wanted them to go. Jonah went, Jonah went the opposite direction. We're focusing on Jonah inland. And yet God used the fish and put him back on the right direction. Right. And so we're going to have some stories about how God changed people's life directions. I think you're going to do one of those yeah. more than a fishtail tellings. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Don't offici- give it away now. I don't know officially when yet. Officially. But officially. But, Sounds fishy. But, uh, <laughs> but one of those Wednesdays, yeah, I'll be sharing. I was listening to Jim Gaffigan do some jokes about fish. It's oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. He's like... You know you're a bad, bad food group when people use you as an insult. Like, when it's fishy, you know. Nobody says it's burgery. No, no. (laughs) They say it's fishy. That's right. Anyway, because burgers are good. Fish smells bad. Anyway, bad bad, fish is still good. Bad fish smells bad. Good fish doesn't smell at all. You like the smell? Really? Really? Yeah. If it's fresh fish, it doesn't have a strong odor. If you can smell your fish at your grocer, do not buy it. Well, if you go into Pike Street Market, I say you can smell that there's fish there, can't you? You can smell some of the... Well, there's all this, kinds of things there. Yes. Well, actually, we've been talking about fish more than the book of Jonah talks about fish. You're right. The That's, book of Jonah is not about a fish. It's not? No, it's not about the fish. It, and in fact, I like Tim Keller's book that we're encouraging people to read, The Prodigal Prophet. I just picked up a copy, so that Tim could look at it, because yeah, you, the so, listener, can't see that I'm holding a copy of The Prodigal Prophet by Tim Keller. But I can he affirm he's holding a copy Tim, of Tim what Keller's is his book. picture on the front of the book? Is it a fish? There is no fish. What is it? There's a vine. It's a vine. Because the, the vine is more important. It's more press. It's more important <laughs> in the story right. than the fish. The fish is a, uh, a device in the story, of, uh, or God uses it in Jonah's life, and, and I'm not saying we should dismiss it, uh, but the vine is a really important part and gets very little press. Yeah, in fact, we were looking at some uh, children's stories uh, <laughs> portraying uh, the book of Jonah, yeah. and one of them completely leaves out the fourth chapter. There's four chapters, where, where and they leave out the fourth, the fourth chapter. chapter. Which is a little important to it's Jonah's the, story. <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of the point. It's kind of the point, yeah. It leads to a hanging question at the end um, and that you're supposed yeah, to reflect kind of on. Yeah, needles the reader and, and get you thinking. And there's a vine at the end that, that God causes to grow and then kills with a worm. And, and Anyway, um, we're not supposed to be talking about chapter 4 of Jonah today. We are going to talk about Jonah. We're going to talk about Jonah chapter 1, the first 10 verses. But before we do that, you might want to open in your Bible now or on your Bible app or whatever. But before we do that, Tim, any other Lent stuff? Uh, Not for now. I mean, there's going to be more uh, as we get closer to Holy Week. Uh, There's a ton ton of of activities then. But we'll do do a special podcast uh, a little closer to that to get people up to date on uh, those activities and what what happens during that week but um yeah i think uh, i think we're going to read jonah today though and just dive in here yeah. to these first not the whole book you can read the whole book and it only takes I don't know. maybe five or ten minutes it's yeah. not long and we encourage you to do that um 
you know, today, right now, if you want well, yeah, to pause, the, finish podcast, the, pause can, the podcast, you can pause it and uh, say, oh, I haven't read Jonah in a while. Yeah, yeah. Read Jonah. Uh, read oh, you're again. back. <laughs> read it again next week. Um, all throughout the season as we go through this, keep going back to Jonah and let God work in your heart to open open your heart up to what he would have you learn from this text. And uh, we're going to start today. If, by, if you have an Alexa. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm oh, not going to do it here, she, but you can say, you can say, Alexa, that. read. I don't know that one. Well, you could say Alexa, read Jonah from the Bible, and 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 she she might actually do it. I don't know if mine is doing it, but um, she's so all lit up over there, it, like it, she thinks she's gonna do something. But yeah, she, she she doesn't know what she's doing half the time. But but my, I actually did that a few times just to have it playing in the background, soaking it into my yeah, soaking it in, yeah, That's marinating great. in it. So I'm gonna read to you Another Jonah. Was it the marinating? Really? I hope this hooks you, Tim. Uh, oh, gosh. Let me... Okay. Okay, so Jonah, first ten verses. Yes. Now, the word of the Lord... Gosh, okay. I just want to comment on everything oh, I read, can't. but we can't do that. I'm just going to read it straight through, okay? Then this you can talk about it. Okay. I know. Okay. Okay. Now, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city and call out against it for their evil has come up before me but jonah rose to flee to tarshish from the presence of the lord he went down to joppa and found a ship going to tarshish so he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to tarshish away from the presence of the lord but the lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break up. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God, and they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship and laid down as and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, what do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. My captain voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I okay. didn't know you had a captain <laughs> yeah. voice. That was fun. Okay. <laughs> call out to your God. <laughs> perhaps the God will, perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. And they said to one another, "Come, let us cast lots that we may know on whose account this evil has come upon us." So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Tell us on whose account this evil has come upon us. What is your occupation, and where do you come from? What is your country, and of what people are you? And he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, what is this that you have done? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. First 10 verses right there. Wow. There's so, great. so much to say. That was so, such a, my, such, my feeble attempt at dramatic reading. Salty old dog over salty, there. Uh, <laughs> what are you Our doing, you sleeper? Get up. Anyway. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Tim, we could have like seven... 
podcast on these first verses, I think. Yeah, I've, we've been we, doing a lot of reading and yeah. study and, and discussion, and it, it's stimulating all kinds of thoughts, but, you know, I know in you and me and in between us, so... But let's just dive in. Uh, verse 1, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying... Yeah. Okay. So, it's interesting. It starts off like a prophetic book. The word of the Lord came, you know. That's how a lot of uh, prophetic books start. Right. And... It's just God's word coming, but then this book's going to be different, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's nothing, what, it's nothing like <laughs> nothing like the other prophetic works yeah. in, in our scriptures. Yeah. yeah. Usually, the word of the Lord comes, and then we and have then a we, bunch of sermons, right? Yeah. We hear the word of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the prophet retells the word of the Lord over, you know, to the to the audience, and we don't get that. Yeah. We get a narrative instead. Right. Right. Um, there is a word of the Lord. Sure. Um, and he does preach a pretty terrible sermon later pretty, on, but yeah. Well, some people might think it was great. It had a great effect. It had a great effect, not because of short. Jonah. No. <laughs> it was short. Probably. That's why some people thought it was exactly. good. Exactly. So, oh, I see. This I see. is the best sermon ever. Five words. Yeah, except you have to change your whole life. <laughs> except you have to change your whole so life. There's that. Yeah. Uh, but the the word of the Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh like yes. the sovereign God uh, that made the earth and sea, heavens and earth, that Lord, um, the a word from him, like yeah. the big boss. Yeah. Nobody bigger. No. Doesn't get any bigger than the Lord. No. Okay. Just to be clear. That Lord sent a word to Jonah. Right. Jonah is a prophet who, quote unquote, works for God. Right. But I think but Jonah kind of works for himself. That's what it seems like. It is, I mean, we're going to find. He, he doesn't really want to do what the big boss says. Yeah. Well, he, he doesn't really. He doesn't. Do it. He does I mean, not. He, he, he eventually it, begrudgingly it, does it. Yeah. Begrudgingly, yeah. But he's gonna. He he gets this word of the Lord from the Lord, and you would think, like the other prophets, he would obey the word of the Lord and deliver the word of the Lord where he's told That's to deliver. That's generally it. what prophets That's do. That's generally what prophets do. Yeah. But instead, Jonah says, uh, I don't really want to go do that, <laughs> God. So I think I'm gonna hop a boat and sail. Pretty much. As far the away other direction, right? I try to go right, as far away right. as I can. <laughs> yeah. So he, so the word of the Lord comes to this prophet who's acting like an anti-prophet, as Tim is saying, going the wrong direction. His name means dove, son of faithfulness, or dove, son of truthfulness, or truth. But I, I like dove, son of faithfulness. Like his name means this really good thing, like peaceful dove Jonah. Uh, son of Amittai, son of faithfulness. He's supposed to be be a peacemaker of God, uh, doing faithful ministry. And he yeah. does not want to do that. No. He does not want to go preach to his enemy and bring them God's peace and do that faithfully. Yeah. Yeah. So verse 1, we could spend probably more time on that. We'll move to verse 2. Arise... And I think there's a word play, so we'll just pause here and rise. I, I tried to emphasize the word down... I don't know if you can tell my dramatic I, I reading. Could tell okay. dramatic and reading. and there's a play here, and this is a good time to say there's a lot of play on words, and the ESV is, I think, one of the best translations for this. Um, that in the Hebrew language, there's this play on words between arise and down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a play on the word great, right? Great, or sometimes translated huge. Uh, so you'll see the word great over and over again. There's and this is a good place to say, this is a comedic book, a satire. Uh, there's supposed to be jokes in this. I mean, the jokes, you know, I'm not saying, as as I'm saying this, I'm not saying that it's not historical. It's not a real story. But it's written in a way 
that it is a satire and there's supposed to be humor dripping from this and I think sometimes the English reader misses that. Yeah. And, and yeah, so when God says, arise, and then Jonah goes down, down to Joppa right. to catch a boat, he's doing opposite of what God says, right? Right. Um, he rose to flee, so he rose to flee. He he did rise, but he went down, mm-hmm. and not just in geography. Yes, he went, but it, but he went less than God's expectations. Uh, so arise, go to Nineveh. Nineveh, where's Nineveh, Tim? Tell us a little bit about your experiences with Nineveh. <laughs> well, I didn't you live in Nineveh, Montana, or is no, that no? No, no, okay, no, no. I haven't lived in Nineveh, but you know, I. Gosh, this is testing my, my memory now, but it's I want to say it's of, like uh, the Assyrian Empire, yeah. but it's maybe a couple hundred miles from where he's yeah, at, right? Yeah, 500 yeah, miles, maybe, yeah. I think I was reading. Northeast, yeah. Northeast and in, in present-day Iraq. Yeah, Assyria. Right? Yeah, yeah, Assyrian Empire in that, yeah, in that yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so there it is. And and the Assyrians Great friends are not, with the Israelites? Not nice people. Okay, and Brutal. not great friends. And, if you're and reading Tim Keller's book, there's a paragraph where it just talks about some of the stuff they did. Yeah, and it's they would bad. cut off their legs and one arm of their enemies after they defeated them. Save one arm so they could shake the hand of the enemy in mock you yeah, know, of them, yeah. watching them bleeding to death. But they saved one hand so they could shake their hand. Yeah, that's just terrible. That's it is. And just one of the many things they did. And and that's the reality. That's that's a historical truth about mm-hmm. the Assyrian Empire and you can read about that in other historical works. It doesn't go into that detail here, but no. we know at this time period that the Assyrians were brutal and and they were not friends of of Israel and and, and Jonah doesn't feel compelled, even though God has told him to go to Nineveh to try to bring salvation to his enemies. Yeah. He just really doesn't want to do that. And, you know, uh, Keller says that some people would call it a terrorist state. So God is calling his prophet, hey, go to this terroristic state and preach preach my message to them. And he calls it a great city. Now, the original readers would have been like, Nineveh? Yeah. A great city? Yeah. What? Okay. And, but he does say call out against it. And their evil has come up before me. So that tells us that God has seen the things that this city is doing, the empire is doing. He doesn't like them, but he wants he wants them to turn from that. Okay. So yeah. we're expecting here in verse 2, at the end of verse 2, that the prophet's going to do what God says. Because why, Tim? Because that's what prophets, prophets do. <laughs> that's it, yeah. <laughs> that's and, what but what does verse 3 tell us? Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish yeah. from the presence of the Lord. How ridiculous like, is that? Th- it's pretty ridiculous. Have you been able to get away from the presence of the Lord? No. No. Even in Montana. Even in Montana. You know, even in Palouse. Yeah, even in Palouse. You, know, you cannot uh, escape the presence of the Lord. And, and uh, you know, later he goes on to say that he... It, is he, the presence he, of the Lord even at Bishop Place, Sundays, 1.30? It is there. So if you go to an assisted living facility, God is there. Yeah. Nursing home, hospital, somewhere yeah. you don't want to be, God is there. Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> sorry, I interrupted you. He's going to Tarshish. He's, That's it. Uh, sorry. Eh, just that uh, you know, there's that wonderful verse uh, or, or chapter in Psalms, uh, 
that talks about it's 139 139 where can i go f- or where can i flee from your presence O lord if i go up to the heavens you are there if i go down into the depths of sheol you are there uh this is the god who jonah himself acknowledges made the earth and the and the sea and the heavens <laughs> and everything in it and somehow he's he gonna thinks he's him. gonna outrun him right and 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 I think he's like, I'm just not working for this guy anymore. I'm just going to flee from his face. He can get somebody else to do this ministry of mercy to my enemy. I He's got a comfortable life. He was able to pay cash for the fair. He worked for King Jeroboam II, who was a bad king. We didn't talk about yeah, that yet. Yeah. But he, he, you know, he preached prosperity to this evil king. Uh, you know, he, he's got his bills paid for and more than enough. He wants to... He's going to flee, and he's going to flee to a comfortable place, Tarshish. He's going to yeah. get out of there in the other direction. God can figure out his own problems, is essentially what Jonah's saying. You want to save those people? Fine. Don't involve me in it. You want to do evangelism? Fine. That's not why I go to church, you know? Right. Pastor, don't get me involved in that, getting them non-church people up into church, you know? Don't do that stuff, you know? Yeah. We need people who know what church is. We need, you know, just those... Church folk in church. No. No. Okay. So no. so but Jonah is a, a, a angry, grumpy churchgoer in he a sense. Is, I mean yeah. not that we have those in our church. Oh no, not in our church. But but you know, somebody who is like <laughs> trying to have the ways of God in his comfortable life, but doesn't want the actual God that we have that loves everyone, including people who are far outside his will. Yeah. Yeah. And wants to be merciful to him. We are not going to get through these 10 verses. No, it's impossible. We're going to do a second podcast here today. We are? Yes. Yes. But 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 anyway, he, <laughs> he, he flees to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And how did he do that? He went down to Joppa. Yeah. And you have to go down to Joppa because it's on the coast. But it's also a statement in the language here. He is, he is going down or away from God's presence. And he found a ship going to Tarshish, he pays the fare. That's a big deal. Not that He didn't hide out. One of the kids' books that we heard about this week that Jonah like hides out and he's yeah. in a basket or something. But no. No. And we know from later things in the book that he apparently talked with the people. Yeah. Um, he pays the fare, which I learned something this week. Uh, I don't know if this will be in the sermons. Sometimes you get extra tidbits here on the podcast. Not everybody used money money back then because money was, you know, a, a rare form of how to deal with purchases so you and stuff. Trade, you trade, trade more items, likely yeah. trade work, trade yeah. items, trade minerals, uh, but coinage or, you know, uh, it was rare. But he paid, meaning he was upper crust. He, he had money and he paid. Uh, paid his fare and he went, what, down uh, into the, to it, right? Yeah. And... And it says he went away from the presence of the Lord. Interesting. Yeah. He thinks he's going away. He thinks he's going away. It's not going to work out. Tim. It's not going to work out. It's not, right. Well, we already read it, so the listener yeah. knows. But. Yeah. Well, this has been uh, part one of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> you want to sign us off for part one, or, or do you want to so. stitch them together? Uh, what do you want? No, I don't want to stitch it together. Because then people so. will have huge files. Yeah. And nobody. Yeah, it'd yeah. be too big. Okay. But uh, well, thank you all for listening to part one of our <laughs> uh, Jonah podcast. Uh, this has been Tim and Corey coming to you from the Church on the Hill in the Rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington, wishing you a blessed 